When Phil Collins said the immortal word Susu Studio, little did he know he was inspiring a Swedish company to make the best gosh down headphones they could make. They're stylish, with little gold bits on them. Go to the website www.sudio.com to check out their goods and use the discount code ROUGHGIRAFFE, all one word, at the checkout for 15% off. Wow, this piano's annoying, isn't it? It's just like drills into your brain. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello, Carla. Hello. How are you? I'm a bit nervous. I'm standing in for your mum, who's like one of the funniest people ever. So a little bit frightened, if I'm being honest. They're big shoes to fill. Huge shoes to fill. So, Carla, tell us who you are. I'm Carla. I'm one of the fellow admins of Britpod Scene, and I am also co-host, producer, etc. of Theme Park Films podcast. And I've got you here to talk about mothers. Yes. Now, why on earth would I get you here to talk about mothers? Well, I guess it's because I'm an only child, so therefore I have the benefit of a very overprotective mum. You find that a benefit? I don't think there's many only children that didn't enjoy being an only child during childhood. It becomes a little bit more difficult as you get older, but who doesn't enjoy being an only child? Do you think you were spoiled? I was spoiled horrifically horrifically spoiled and as an adult do you still feel that you should be spoiled absolutely no no i don't actually i think um amazingly i've turned out quite grounded considering (laughs) now i have two sisters and a brother Hmm. and i'm a middle child so there's at no point was i ever an only child i've always shared everything so i don't know what it's like to be the center of attention really oh you do now because you've got a fabulous podcast well this is the only reason i do it it's so that mum can pay attention to me. <laughs> it's quite a drastic measure you've taken. <laughs> look at me, look at me, mum. Look what I'm doing. So we're going to talk about mothers. I've got a few funny news stories and a little bit of history of Mother's Day. Okay. And I think some of our listeners and followers on Twitter and Instagram sent us a few things. So I think we should get going, don't you? Let's do it. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo. To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe As an only child, you may not experience what I'm about to say Okay As a child from a family with many children I constantly get called the names of those other children Mm. So when mum wants to speak to me it's, oh, Jodie, Tammy, Stacy, Right. And I know people who have multiple children in the family, they always say their parents will go through all the other kids' names before they get yeah. to them. Personally, I know it because I do it with the cats and with people at work. And I was looking this up to see why that happens. And it's literally in our brains, we group together certain people. Okay. So, for example, I would call the cats all the names, but I would never call Owen Kipper, for example, (laughs) because Owen is in in a different group. I do accidentally call Owen Andrew, which is my brother's name, and I accidentally call Andrew Owen because they are in the same group. Right. At work, I would call my colleagues. I get them all muddled up as well. 
because they're in the same group. Okay, yeah, they're in another group. Yes. So this is why mum gets us all confused. She hasn't started quite calling us like Belle or anything or mixing us up with the dog yet. No, not not yet. But you know, it will happen. Do you ever get that? No, I must be honest. No, I was not only the only child to my parents, I was the only child in the entire family. So another child didn't arrive until I was 13 in the family so Uh like literally all focus on on one so no I've never had that but I have seen it with other members of the family that they get just called it's almost like one long hyphen where they just say all the names at once yes the way you describe your growing up I imagine you sitting in the middle and just hundreds of members of family all coming round to see the one child Yeah, like a scene from The Lion King. Yes. Is that what your life was like? Yes, but in Brixton. So, you know, (laughs) if you can imagine that. So, any funny stories or anything that you found to talk about mothers? Well, it's it's not really a funny story I found. But I did think about a funny story. Uh, I mean, I've got a few with my mum, but but actually detached from that. When I was working in one of the cinemas I worked in when I was a teenager, there was a little boy came in with this lady and it was a time when James Bond was out. So, I don't know which one it was, but one of the, the Piers Brosnan ones, it was in the late 90s. And this little boy kept saying nanny 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 and pointing at all the James Bond paraphernalia and in the end the lady said to me I'm sorry Judy Dench is my mum <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really sweet that he must have thought it was completely normal to just see posters of his nan scattered around the cinema I saw a story about a little boy who was with his mum in the supermarket and thought he'd seen his face on a poster it was a poster that was advertising shepherd's pie yeah don't know why they're advertising Mm, shepherd's pie but the boy's like that's my face that's my face and the mum's like it can't be your face and she's looking at she goes oh i think it's his face but it wasn't him it was just someone that looked like him but she then put this facebook campaign saying why is my son at the face of shepherd's pie (laughs) i've never seen an advert for shepherd's pie especially one (laughs) Depicting a little boy. He was enjoying it. I mean, everyone likes a shepherd's pie, right? Yes. Or maybe do do Americans know what shepherd's pie is? Well, I know I don't think so because on that episode of Friends where Rachel was supposed to make a shepherd's pie and she misread the information and made half with meat and half with trifle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that Americans don't normally eat shepherd's pie. <laughs> shepherd's pie is basically minced beef or lamb. It should be lamb if it's shepherd's. I think it's supposed to be lamb if it's shepherd's and beef if it's cottage isn't it yeah so mm. minced lamb in gravy with mashed potato on top it's great you can't beat a shepherd's pie do you have shepherd's pie with other things like would you have potatoes on the side no because it's got the potato with it exactly owen thinks that shepherd's pie should have vegetables and potatoes on the side i mean i'm all for double carbon but that's crazy talk it's already in there you're then deconstructing the shepherd's pie around the outside of the shepherd's pie it's bizarre because there's even veg in the shepherd's shepherd's pie so you don't need to that's the beauty of a shepherd's pie you don't have to add anything everything's in there for you yeah i usually either just do ketchup on it or gravy on it oh i love a bit of both i put ketchup on everything i'm one of those really (laughs) vile people that put ketchup on roast dinners Uh. (laughs) 
that's that's me when we had our works due a couple of years ago my manager took us to a very very posh restaurant and it had like a five course meal uh it was ridiculous no one needs five courses <laughs> and uh she was very embarrassed that i asked for ketchup i didn't think that was something that that you weren't supposed to do in a posh restaurant you can do whatever you want i mean the prices we were paying i expect to get a bit of ketchup i don't know why people think there has to be this sort of certain etiquette when you go out eating if you want some extra you ask for it yeah that's it i thought i thought it was it was fair but putting ketchup on on everything is a little weird Well, yeah, I, but I, I, I just can't eat anything without ketchup on it. I don't think I've ever had a hot meal without sticking ketchup on it. <laughs> ever that is your mother spoiling you and giving you ketchup it probably is let's blame her for that damn you mum making me common does she put ketchup on everything my mum used to put ketchup on everything as well so um i don't know if i've got it from her her taste buds have changed as she's got older and she doesn't do it so much but yeah maybe i just copied her let's yeah let's say that Stop will be rough giraffe. So, Carla, here in the UK, Mother's Day is in March, isn't it? I believe so. But in America, they've got it on the 13th of May. Yeah. Uh, and I think Father's Day is on the same day in the UK and in America. So I don't know why Mother's Day is different. Or maybe it just did one year. Because I remember it being on Twitter. But anyway, yeah, Mother's Day is different in America. Do you know why? You're gonna you're gonna enlighten me. That's what I'm here for. Originally, Mother's Day was a Christian celebration. Okay. And it was called Mothering Sunday, and it wasn't actually to uh, celebrate mothers at all. Oh. It was a day when Christians would go back to their mother church, so the church of their families, or their hometowns, and then it started to develop into a time where people would actually start giving their mothers flowers and gifts as well oh okay and then people thought are sick of giving presents to mothers Mm. and the celebration kind of dwindled yeah until the americans thought ha ha let's start celebrating women a lady called anna jarvis created mother's day in 1908 And by 1914, it became an official US holiday. Wow. And then it started to become very commercialised and the creator started a campaign to get it stopped as an official holiday because she hated the way that it was uh, turning into this commercial enterprise. So she started it and then went, oh my God, this is out of control. Yeah, it's got out of hand. What did she think was going to happen then? I think she thought everyone would just make a nice card for their mum. Right. Give them the day off with the washing up, that Mm. sort of thing. So Mother's Day is actually an American invention. It doesn't surprise me. Did you know that there are more phone calls on Mother's Day than any other day of the year? That is quite surprising, actually. 37% more phone calls on Mother's Day. Wow. Call your mother every day. Don't just wait for Mother's Day. I speak to my mum two or three times a day minimum. How often do you see her? About three times a week. So you see her quite often. Do you still have a lot to talk about when you do see her? My mum can talk to anyone about anything. You should have got her on this show. (laughs) It might have been a four-hour special. 
Can I tell you a funny story I saw in the news? You certainly can. This one is called Angry Mum Texts Man Instead of Daughter and Things Get Very Weird. Okay. So this is from news.com. They did well to get a website address, didn't they? News.com. That must have cost some dollar. So a clueless mother uh, sent a stranger a text message thinking it was her daughter and the man says, I'm not your daughter. You've got the wrong number. The mum does not believe him. She thinks her daughter is playing tricks on her so she says can you go to the shop and pick up some milk and some ham he says you've got the wrong number she says no i haven't don't be so stupid just pick it up he's like no honestly you've got the wrong number she's going if you don't pick up the ham you're not going to the movies tonight the guy then starts thinking right she's not listening so he starts playing along he goes oh no what movie are we gonna see and they start having this long conversation where he starts pretending to be the daughter and then he gets a bit naughty and the mum gets really angry he starts telling her that he's on drugs <laughs> She's like, you're not coming back into this house until you're clean, young lady. <laughs> then he sends her a photo of him and his wife saying, look, you got the wrong number. This is me and my wife. And the mum's like, that's just a picture of your boyfriend's parents. Stop being so stupid. Wow. Then he goes to the shop, picks up the things that she wants and sends a picture of him with them going, I've got the things you want. Now what do I do with them? I don't know who you are or where you live. Anyway, in the end, she realises it's not him and she starts getting angry with him. She says, how dare you make fun of me? You're a dirty piece of work. Would you treat your own mother this way? He replied, no, my mum knows my phone number. (laughs) Touche. Anyway, he's put that up on the internet for the world to see. How is your mum with technology? She's really good, actually. She's got an iPhone, an iPad. She listens to podcasts. She's all right. Mum is good. I mean, she's worked out how to record for the podcast. She does things, but she can't quite work out the difference between sort of a text message and a tweet. Right. Or Facebook. I now and then see that she's put a tweet up or a message on Facebook, which is meant to be a message to one of us <laughs> privately yeah or if anybody's a member of our facebook page they will see these weird schizophrenic conversations which look like i'm, I'm talking to myself but it's mum replying to me as our facebook page <laughs> i did have to stop my mum she follows the croydon advertiser and and stuff because she's from croydon not because she's a big fan and um <laughs> like if if it says like missing child or child died or like something awful she was commenting oh no that's terrible and I'm like you know you can't just comment that when you don't know who it is and also she thought like if someone just posted a status update she thought it was to them so she's like Carla so and so swearing at me and I looked, and I was like no no that's to everyone that's not it's not to you they just that's a status so yeah Facebook are a little bit tricky but you know on the whole I I, I think you know she's she's pretty good I love it when, um, when like, I'll show her a photo or something that I've seen online and I'll show it to her and she goes who is that? I'm like I don't know how have you got their photo then? Um, they're on the internet like I don't need to know the name of every single person that I take a photo off Google images yeah 
Owen's nan is very funny. She's very good with her iPad, mm. but so she FaceTimes him a couple of times a week, but she hasn't quite understood that if you're on FaceTime, people like to see your face. Right. So she usually has it on her lap and you just see either the ceiling yep. or the top of her head. <laughs> we see the display cabinet behind her more often than we see her face. Oh, sweet. It's very sweet. It's sweet when, when you're not the person having to teach someone, I always think. Yes. Like, I've got the patience of a saint, like, teaching my auntie uh, WhatsApp and, and stuff like that. But when it comes to my mum, I don't know, I think you revert back to being a teenager and you just can't, you don't have a level of patience. It was quite tricky trying to get mum to learn how to record when she lived so far away. Yeah, I'm not sure my mum would know how to how to do that. I think that might be a step too far. <laughs> I don't think there'll be a, a, a podcast with me and my mum anytime soon. Oh. Sadly, sadly, yeah. That's a shame. It's time for... Uh, rough giraffe. I wasn't allowed to drink out of a glass until... I mean, I'm talking probably 15, 16. Why? Because she was obsessed that I was going to bite through it. <laughs> so, therefore, I was only ever allowed a plastic beaker to way, way into my teens. She sees danger in literally everything. And even now, I prefer to drink from plastic cup. I think that she's put something in my head. I don't know how she thought I was going to gnaw through glass. Has she seen this somewhere? No. Or has it happened to her? Why did she think you would do it? This is what I mean. So, this is irrational, right? Her other obsession, and it's still this to this day. So, each time I go, out of the house I don't live with my mum but you know when I'm on my way to work or whatever uh, she always texts and says stay away from near a bus because she's got an obsession that I'm going to get sucked under a bus (laughs) I said have you ever seen a news story where someone has been sucked underneath a double-decker bus. Never happened. But she is obsessed to this day I'm going to get sucked under a bus. <laughs> yeah, that is a little crazy. It's it's completely irrational. Do you steer clear of buses anyway? No, I love buses. So, yeah, it's not working. The fear that she's instilling in me is not working. I mean, I wasn't allowed chewing gum till I was an adult. When you say you weren't allowed, did you start having chewing gum once you were, like, away from her? Did you sneak it the first time? No, I would have been terrified because, you know, I I just wouldn't... I was quite well behaved. I didn't really rebel much. I just, you know, I just thought, okay, I can't have it. But when I did used to be allowed a chewing gum, very occasionally, I had to sit bolt upright whilst her or my dad sat in front of me with their hands cupped in front of my mouth, ready, (laughs) just in case I needed to choke. It's not a relaxing way. So they just thought you'd choke on it? Yeah. And now, do you eat chewing gum? I do. I don't know how I've turned out not to be, you know, a little bit crazy with some of these rules and regulations. Do you sit upright and cup your own hands in front of you now? You know what? I'm going to say yes in case she listens to this show. (laughs) Good. Yeah, I mean, like, some of it was was fair. Like, I wasn't allowed skates. What? Well, I'm quite clumsy. And if you know me in everyday life, I will fall over a couple of times a week. Just, Just generally, just... I'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden I'll be gone. I'm very clumsy. I don't know how I managed to fall over. But luckily I'm quite short, so I never have far to fall. Um, so it's fine. So I wasn't allowed skates, but and I'm going to show my age here. Do you remember the Cliff Richard video wired for sound where he, yes. he was like... 
And the little shorts and the Walkman. Yeah, he was. He had like a Walkman. Yeah, he had a Walkman. And he was skating around. And I was obsessed with that video. And I so wanted to be able to have skates. And you know, it's like, no, absolutely not. So I got my little toy cars <laughs> and I sellotaped them to my socks. <laughs> and you know what? It worked pretty well. I should have used cars without aerials. But on the whole, <laughs> I created my own skates. I found I found a way. Well, I had skates when I was younger. I was pretty um, uh, safe on them, I suppose. I was a little bit of a scaredy cat, so I never really went down hills or anything. But my older sister was a proper daredevil on the skates. Wow. And and uh, but she could never stop. So the way that she would stop when she went down a hill is she would just grab a lamppost as she went zooming by. And uh, it meant that she got smacked up on a regular basis. So she's got a cauliflower ear <laughs> on the one side from s- grabbing lampposts and smacking her head into them as she went whizzing around it. Yeah, yeah. And um, she broke her arm at least twice. Well, And um, my mum just said, be careful next time. <laughs> But, you know, she had quite a few kids. She had backup kids. <laughs> they don't work like that, I don't think. No? Do they not? No, I don't think that's how parents see it. Oh, I see. So my mum put all her eggs in one basket. So, you know, Literally. I had to be fairly safe. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I look at it. I mean, what I was thinking about today, because I was thinking how overprotective uh, both my parents were, but at the same time, on some things, they were really quite relaxed. Like, I used... I drank coffee from the age of six. (laughs) And proper coffee. Like, I mean, I don't mean like cappuccinos, because they weren't invented then, but, you know, like... I. Not decaf. I was drinking flasks of coffee on days out. And when I used to have a Happy Meal, I used to order it with a coffee. And, you know, looking back, that seems quite odd. That is strange. Yeah, I don't think many children get given coffee. But I remember it, I was, I I remember it so clearly. Because honestly, what a horrible, like, ridiculous child I must have been. I was drinking from a Charles and Diana commemorative mug <laughs> as everyone did in the 80s yeah and uh, it was it was a cup of tea and I just thought this is not for me and I put it down and I stood up in the living room and I said mum and dad I'm now a coffee drinker <laughs> and they said okay darling and that was it and I haven't drunk tea since I just got given cups of coffee I mean my nan used to make me coffee when I went round to her house it was just a normal thing but looking back I don't think that happens now no you're quite uh, a fan of coffee now aren't you I mean I, I blame it back to then to be honest, that I've always drunk coffee. I'd probably be ill if I didn't drink it now. <laughs> I don't really like hot coffee. You're one of these iced coffee people. Yes, but only between April and September. That's quite precise. And it has to be decaf. Oh. It's literally just for the flavour. I just want coffee milkshake. Okay, so what if, like, you know, we've had quite, you know, a, a hot and cold April, but, you know, some of it some of it was cold. So would you, would you still drink an iced coffee in April if it was chilly or is it very weather dependent? It has to be. It's weather dependent. When we had that hot week, I had... Mm an iced coffee and I had an iced tea but mm. then it got cold and I, I've st- I'm i I'm not having any more coffee until it gets warm again. I, I don't really like iced coffee I like coffee to be coffee and I will drink it and even on the hottest day I will drink a cup of coffee but then I'd eat a roast dinner on a hot day like I'm not I don't I don't let the weather dictate what I do. <laughs> no there are certain things you know you have to have 
a roast dinner on a Sunday. No, even if you're you're sweating whilst you're eating it, you still have to eat it. Nothing beats a roast. It's the king of dinners. And you put ketchup on that. I do, of course, with my gravy. It's really <laughs> nice. If you mix up ketchup and gravy, honestly, I highly recommend it. And I like cheap ketchup too. I'm not a Heinz person. Oh. I like like supermarket own brand ketchup. The vinegary type. Yeah, you know, like the really manky stuff that you find in greasy spoons and things. That's the ketchup I like, cheap ketchup. Do you like the orange ketchup you get off like burger vans? Orange ketchup, but burger sauce. No, no, no. You know, like when it gets so cheap that it sort of turns this pinky (laughs) orange colour. Where it's been out in the sun. They've probably watered it down. Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, if it's ketchup, why not? Hey, you. Yeah, you, you got something to say, then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. We had a few stories from our listeners about their mothers. Let's hear them. So we had Stacy from Stacy's Parlor. Hey. On Instagram. This isn't not me, by the way. This is there is another Stacy in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's from Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor, and she said, "My ma is the greatest. I've got tons of stories, but my favourite was the time I discovered the tooth fairy wasn't real. I woke up, and Ma's hand was under my pillow. Seeing the look in my eyes, I was." clearly about to cry she pelted downstairs threw on some wings and a tutu grabbed a wand and returned to the bedroom singing a completely improv song about being the tooth fairy i laughed so hard i didn't care that the fairy wasn't real allegedly i have a few things to say one imagine that i was doing that in a brummy accent that's the first thing i i feel disappointed that you didn't but yeah <laughs> And why has her mum just got a, some wings and a tutu available to pop on? Just in the living room. Yeah. Hang, hanging around. Yeah. Maybe she was the tooth fairy. I like that. That's preparation. I, 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 like, I like to be prepared for things, for every eventuality. So, yeah, I, I like that story. Uh, did your mum pretend to be the tooth fairy at all when you were younger? I mean, this is possibly the creepiest story ever. My mum still got all of my baby teeth. Mm. She's kept... Yeah, I mean, like, literally, it's like House of Horrors. I opened a box in her bedroom and it was just filled full of my old teeth. It's really creepy. I think it was my dad that used to do it. I don't think my mum used to do it, although I do remember asking my mum why the tooth fairy gave me a pound and my classmates used to get 20p. (laughs) And the reason? Because I'm special. Of course. Of course I am. My younger sister has two kids. Guess how much she gave them... No, sorry, let me say that again. Guess how much the tooth fairy gave them Mm. for their first tooth. I don't know. I mean, inflation, is it like five or now? I don't know. £20. 20 quid 20 pounds that's i mean that i'd say that's a bit too much and my sister says well it it was their first tooth it's like why is the first tooth so expensive my gosh that's yeah that's quite high 20 quid you'd be knocking your teeth out in one go wouldn't you oh i mean it'd be so worth pulling the lot out i mean how old how old are you when you lose teeth like five six what are you gonna do with 20 quid at that age buy more sweets 
Well, yeah, I mean, they're not a penny anymore. I did notice that the other day. Do you remember those old, um, they were white chocolate and they were called fish and chips? Uh, Yes. I saw a packet of those. There was only about 12 in this pack and admittedly it was done up quite nicely. But (laughs) $6.99. What? $6.99. They used to be a penny each. That is crazy. Outrageous. I mean, I do work in London, so I understand it's a bit more expensive. But, I mean, that's ridiculous. When I was younger, Mum used to give us 10p for going to the shop. So if we went to the shop to get some stuff, we could have 10p Mm. for going. We'd get a 10p mix, so that means 10 sweets. That was enough. Yeah. Put a couple of bubble gums in there and, you know, it'll last a bit longer. Were you allowed to have bubble gum without your mum kneeling in front of you, cupping her hands? Of course. It was encouraged in our house. <laughs> That's a proper dessert, that is. <laughs> couple of bubble gums. That'll last you. Last you all evening. So we have another listener from... Tom and Jack podcast. Ah, oh, love Tom and Jack. I don't know which one is Tom or Jack. I think it's Tom. That, I think Tom tweets. From tweeting Tom, my mum once chastised me for wasting water when straining pasta through a sieve. She made me strain the starchy water into the dog's water bowl from then on. <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, I understand. It's a lot of wasted water. Dogs will drink any or eat anything, so that's fine. I can't, I can't see the problem, but it's just... Is it really worth it? Are we saving that much of the planet? Yeah, I mean, it's not that much water you would use, is it? No. But I like that story. I wonder what other things she made him do. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of wish that you got Tom on as well now. I, you know, I'm, I'm eager to hear more. I can imagine this bucket next to the sink where they just strain everything into it. All the vegetables go in there. That's the dog's water for the week. The poor dog. I mean, yeah, I, I know dogs aren't fussy, but still. The dog will drink out of puddles. So actually a bit of, bit of flavoured water is quite good for him. It's probably trendy in the dog world. Like coconut water. Yeah. Yeah, they're all down the park going, so uh, what uh, strained water have you had this week? <laughs> Oh, I've I've been through the peas. I had pasta water. With a hint of salt and olive oil. Ooh. (laughs) Posh owners. Yeah, exactly. No ketchup for them. (laughs) Do you put ketchup on pasta? I'd put ketchup on anything that's hot. Oh, gee. Okay. Every, any, any meal in the evening I eat. But then I eat children's food. I was going to say. My eating habits haven't changed since I was about eight. One of the few things I know about you, Carla, is that all of your food is beige until until you put ketchup on it. Yeah, and I like them in fun shapes. You like shapes? Yeah, I like shapes. So my favourites are dinosaurs because, you know, it's just fun. I like, you know, know, looking down on your plate and you're like, you know, you're, you're smiling and you're eating. That sounds dangerous. I'm sure your mother wouldn't condone that. Um, so yeah, and I like smiley faces, and you know, you know, any anything, anything childlike. I like Happy Meals from McDonald's because I'm any, I'm very, I'm very small. So um, like a Happy Meal is is enough for me. I don't need a bigger meal in McDonald's. So a Happy Meal is fantastic, and you get, you know, you get the little toy. They're not as good as they used to be. I don't know if it's because they're not aimed at forty year olds. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Shall I tell you when I was um, when I was eighteen, or oh, maybe I wasn't even eighteen. I might have been sixteen. I uh, was in McDonald's and I was coloring in this picture of Tigger because I think the Tigger movie was out. Mm-hmm. And um, my boyfriend at the time decided to enter it into the colouring competition that they were running. <laughs> and I then got a phone call a couple of weeks later saying, is that uh, the mother of Stacy?" <laughs> and I was like, no, this is Stacy." They're like, oh, we're calling from McDonald's. Uh, Stacy has won a colouring competition? <laughs> I'm like... Oh, uh, has has she? Oh, oh, well done. And um, they sent me a a bouncing tigger. That's amazing. That's like the uh, the Only Fools and Horses episode with the groovy gang. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, you must have seen that. Yes, I. Yeah. S- I saw that literally like two or three weeks ago. It was on TV. Yeah, I mean, because every, everyone British has seen that episode, right? It's on like permanently. Yes. But that's exactly what, what happened to you. Yes, well, they wanted me, well, they wanted my daughter yeah. to go and collect the prize actually in the store and have photos taken and everything. <laughs> so I said, yeah, that's fine. And then like the day before I had to write to them and say, oh, I'm really sorry, her dad won't let her go. And they came up with some big story about how her evil father won't let her. Oh, my God. Like, this is a whole, like, web of lies. And so they sent me my prize in the post. They must have thought that poor child. <laughs> yeah, but actually I've stole that off someone else. I had to invent a child, actually, the other day. I Where, where I work, I go round all sorts of places and I had to go into an army barracks Mm. now I forgot that when you go into the army barracks you have to be escorted which meant that one of the soldiers has to come and get in my car with me and escort me round I'm not allowed to leave him but he got in and I'd been listening to the Frozen soundtrack (laughs) so he got in and literally it was blaring out let it go and instead of just you know, laughing or ignoring it or turning it off. I said, oh, sorry, I've just dropped the kids off at school. I don't have any children, so I had to invent some. I mean, I had no car seats in there. You probably thought I was highly dangerous. <laughs> like I was shipping them around. Did you elaborate on it or did you just say, oh, the kids were here, I've dropped them off? Or did did you talk, tell him how many he had? And, and no, I just, I just said, you know, I've just dropped the kids off. Sorry. And then turned it on to, you know, just like normal radio. And he, he didn't say anything, but I did see him have a glance around the car and he was probably thinking irresponsible. Well, maybe they take the car seats with them. Yeah. Or maybe your children are 20 years old. Yeah. Doesn't make the story any better if they're 20. Oh, 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 I roughed you rough. <laughs> now, you do a podcast about movies, don't you? I do. So I was thinking about great mothers in movies. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? And I was thinking that mum from the 101 dalmatians she was pretty good the the dog mum i think i mean oh the actual dog yeah the dog mum she seemed pretty dedicated now the thing is as 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 you know i do a disney podcast yeah well park disney because i do anything that's in a theme park so obviously we touch on a lot of disney and yeah i don't remember one single thing about 101 dalmatians to be able to 
tell you if I agree or not. The thing is, I can't even remember the dog's mum's name. That's so bad. <laughs> I, I wrote it down and was hoping you might be able to tell me. No idea. I know I've seen 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> but... Uh, no clue about any of the storyline other than Cruella de Vil. Uh, that's all I know, unfortunately. I can't think of a, a great mum in a film. I asked Owen the question and he said the mum from Forrest Gump. And then... Oh, yeah. Then I said to him, but she lied to him all the time. She slept with so many men. Like- oh, but that was to get Forrest ahead in life. So that was for her love of her son. And she, I mean, she did teach him some good sayings about chocolate. I I think that's a good shout from Owen, actually. Yeah, I I would agree with him there. And then he also said both of Superman's mothers. Oh, So the one that sent him off because the world was exploding and then the one that picked him up on Earth. I don't remember watching Superman. Again, unless it's been in a theme park, I'm not going to have watched that recently. Has Superman never been in a theme park? No, because I don't think he's Marvel. I think he's one of the other comic books, things. So, no, he is not in a theme park because I don't believe he is by the same people that do Spider-Man and all of that jazz. I was just in Spain. I got back yesterday. They had a fun fair down by the beach and there was a bouncy castle with Superman painted on the side. Does that count? Yes, There you go, then. I'm going to record a show on it. (laughs) And we will review that bouncy castle. I love the weird warped uh, paintings and pictures you get on fairground rides. What are they about? And they're always, again, I don't know if this is more of a British thing that Americans won't relate to this, but they're always just really random. You know, like I was behind one on a motorway it was like half of a ride or something and it just had Angelina Jolie's face on it. <laughs> yeah. Just spray painted. But like no in no context, like she wasn't dressed as Tomb Raider or you know, there was just no reason as to why she was on this ride. Yeah, Brad Pitt's quite a popular one as well. Oh, well, maybe he was, you know, on the other side of the motorway. I don't know. (laughs) I like seeing really badly drawn Bart Simpson on stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you um, go to a supermarket and they've got like some tatty Mickey Mouse fake costume up and you've got someone standing there and it's like... Mickey Mouse has been deflated or something. (laughs) Some spotty teenager standing in it. Yeah. Or Bart Simpson has to have like a a green T-shirt and his face is orange. Yeah, just so that he's distant enough that they don't get done for copyright. I had to wear one of those kind of suits. Again, when I worked in a cinema, there used to be... I don't know if you remember UCI cinemas. Yes. I think they've all turned to Empire. They had one in Swansea. Yeah, so I worked at a UCI and they had two negative characters called UC and I. And I was... I had to play, because I was 17, so I got all the rubbish jobs, I had to be UC for every single Saturday. I had to dress (laughs) up as a giant negative. And they are so hot... But they used to have little fans inside to keep you cool. But I I used to have really long hair. Oh, no. So my hair just used to get (laughs) caught up 
and I couldn't scream or anything because, you know, like now I would just run off. But because I was like, you know, 17, I thought I just had to take it. So my hair was getting ripped out. Kids, for some reason, want to kick giant things. I don't understand why. Yeah. It, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I don't envy anyone that has to dress as a character after my Saturday experiences as a negative. Owen has done it quite often. He was a dolphin on Brighton Pier in the height of summer. Wow. Yeah. Was that to go with the that great dolphin game they used to have where you had to slide the balls up and make it go faster? I have no idea. Like you all had dolphins going, oh, I love that game. It's gone now. <laughs> I have no idea why he did it. But yes, children do want to kick you and punch you and parents just let them do it yeah it's like the parents forget there's someone inside yeah go on hit him as hard as you can go on go on do you reckon it's again a british thing i don't know i've never seen that happen while i've been in disney world i must admit i've never seen that happen no one's gone and kicked pluto in the nuts no not in front of me not that i ever i don't cue for them you see, when I was when I was younger, obviously I I used to, but now I just kind of walk past it, so I don't really pay much attention. But no, I haven't seen anything like that. Although having said all that, I would really like to be Minnie Mouse in the park. That's kind of my ambition. Really? Yeah, I just love to do it. Like not to meet anyone. I just want to dance on a float dressed as Minnie Mouse. Wow, and specifically Minnie Mouse. Can you can you make that happen? Something you can organise or? Well, this isn't surprise surprise. I'm not silly black but oh sorry wrong show my mistake i'll see what i can do thank you we'll have to write to make a wish foundation or something yeah if you could that'd be great (laughs) here's the thing and i'm not a mad disney person i know i'm coming across as that but if you listen to the podcast we're actually not at all we just happen to go to florida a lot but there's like a size guide as to which character you can be Mm. so because i'm i'm small i can only be a chipmunk or a mouse (laughs) okay that's the issue I have. So, you know, there's no point me aiming for, for someone else because it's not going to happen. You don't want to be Chip and Dale. Chip and or Dale. Uh, Chip and or Dale. Uh, no, I'd leave that to my co-host Holly because she's got a twin. So I think they should take that role. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. Do you know who we should get in here? Is it going to be Kipper? It is going to be Kipper. Yes. Yeah, so let's get Kipper in. He can tell us all about his mother. Well, you're his mother, aren't you? Didn't you give birth to him? No, I did not, because that would be in the news. My mistake. Uh, (laughs) Kipper, come on in. Hello, Kipper. (coughs) Kipper, say hello to Carla. (coughs) Hey, Kipper. Kipper, today we are talking about mothers. Now, do you remember your mother? Whoa, that is some language. (laughs) Kipper was kicked out of the house when he was six weeks old. And um, he doesn't really remember his mother, but I have made sure that he thinks that she is a terrible, awful person, or cat, should I say. And she is the biggest monster in the world so no wonder he has such bad feelings yeah he's got he's got mother issues he has but you know he's been living with me now for 12 years and i'm not his mother but i like to think i look after him well yeah i think so kipper don't say anything different it's mean 
So Kipper was with us in Spain, weren't you, Kipper? We smuggled him through customs. Great. Was he disguised as a human? No, he was disguised as one of my mother's breasts. (laughs) Well, no wonder he has mother issues if you're doing that kind of thing. She just put him down there. No one really noticed. Just walked on through. Yeah. Copped him in. Thankfully, she didn't have to go through the x-ray machine. Otherwise, that would have looked odd. Did she put his brother down the other side just to equal it out? Poser's half the size of Kipper. He's a cutie. He's a cute. I'd like to see Poser on the show. Well, Poser has nothing to say. I know he's quite quiet. He's not quiet. He just says random things like, Hello. 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 Food. (laughs) Food. Hello. Well, you see, when when I met them both, he, he was nicer to me in a in a way than, than Kipper was. I think Kipper, you know, because he's a celebrity, he doesn't he doesn't need to try, you know, because he could just see I was fawning all over him. Yeah, Kipper is a bit aloof in that way. Yeah, and I like that. I admire that in him. He didn't even try. And I think that's wonderful. Poser does chuck himself at people. Well, I'd like to think it was just me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was only me. Yeah, he's never behaved like that with anyone else. No, he doesn't even sit on my lap. (laughs) It's very strange. Kipper, my question to you is, if you weren't a kitty cat, what animal would you want to be and why? I've just been looking up icebreaker questions online. <laughs> For cats. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't state it says if you were an animal, but it could work. <laughs> okay. So Kipper would like to be an elephant. Wow, that's quite a change. And why would you want to be an elephant, Kipper? Just cause. Why not? Just cause. Just wants to be an elephant. Was it to you? The aloofness returns. Well, Kipper, that actually leads on, well, to a lovely story I've got about a dog that was a good mother. Mm. This is from a website called honesttopause.com. Don't quite get it. I don't know if that's a pun. Honest to pause. Honest to pause. Honest to pause. It's gone over my head. Got to be honest. But this is about a stray dog who takes an abandoned baby and looks after it until people come along. It's a little bit sad because it is an abandoned baby. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about the baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is in Argentina. There's a stray dog who is called Way. Not a great name for a dog. No way. Way. No way. Uh, But Way was uh, sleeping in an alleyway. Maybe that's why they called it Way. It could have been Alley. Yes. That would have been a nicer name. Uh, But maybe because in newspapers, they usually call people by their surname, don't they? They do. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, it's called Ali Way. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to call it Ali because I like it. It's better. So Ali Mm -hmm. has a litter of her own puppies and she was sleeping in a box in the alleyway looking after the puppies and she heard this little baby crying and the baby had been left. So she went and got the baby and brought it back to the bed and snuggled the baby in amongst the puppies the baby was only a month old it's a little tiny thing and she kept the baby warm all night until someone came along and saw the baby took the baby to the hospital baby's fine and it doesn't say but i'm hoping that someone's also given a home to that dog and the puppies yeah i mean that's yeah that's kind of my first thought dogs are very protective dogs are just lovely we used to have a dog called bobby who was extremely protective of us when we were younger like 
any anybody that she thought was a threat to us, she would sort of, you know, let them know. She wasn't nasty. She didn't bite or anything, but she would say, back off, the kids are mine. But when we weren't, you know, threatened, as it were, she was just an absolutely lovely dog, really great to everyone. But if she thought someone was going to hurt us, she was like, hang on a minute, back off. Yeah, hold on. What's happening here? You've got two dogs, haven't you? Sausage dogs. <laughs> Not the most... Uh, protective or are they well it's funny because if if you hear them barking uh which you don't because they don't they don't live with me but if you hear them barking you would think they were ferocious <laughs> they have got the deepest of barks so it's quite handy and it's only you know if they happen to sort of peep out the window that it's like oh okay they're, they're a threat to <laughs> no one other than someone's ankles if they thought someone was threatening you would they protect you definitely Definitely, of course. And do you think one of them is more protective than the other? Yeah, I think the little boy, Benji, is more protective than the little girl, Juno. Because Juno is the most... uh, She's almost a cat, that's what I always say, (laughs) that she's very un-dog-like. Like, you have to really earn uh, to get Juno to even speak to you. Like, even now, there's only a couple of people she will acknowledge... Not even just sit on their lap, like actually acknowledge. If someone visits and she doesn't, you know, want to speak, she'll just turn around each time they speak to her. In the same way a cat would. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I mean, she's very loyal to me and she, she loves me. But, yeah, she's not she's not a typical dog. Excuse me, senor. Don't forget, Raf Giraffe is on Twitter at Raf Giraffe Pod. So I want to finish off just with an unrelated news story. Okay. Just a little something. The headline's actually better than the story itself. The headline is, Drunken man threw crisps in dry cleaners and shook fist in bakers. There's a lot going on there. (laughs) So. Oh, wow. I mean, we really do have problems in this world, don't we? So, a drunken man blocked the door to a dry cleaner's in Worcester while throwing crisps around. It was heard in court. This man was then caught by police in a bakery shaking his fist (laughs) at the man behind the counter. It happened at 1.15pm and the dry cleaners phoned officers to say there was a man standing in the entrance shouting aggressively. What was the problem? The guy was drunk. That was just the problem. That was it. He says he's very embarrassed by his actions and he apologises to all involved. Now... Waste of crisps. He was fined £75 and ordered to pay fine costs of £105. This is the bit that I, I like. He also had to pay a victim surcharge of £20. He had to pay £20 to the victims of his crime. Who, who, I mean, who are the victims other than the crisps? Well, the man in the dry cleaners who had to clean up the crisps and the the guy in the baker who had a fist shook at him. (laughs) It must have been terrifying having those walkers (laughs) flying past you. I can't imagine what that man went through. So, so there we go. That's my story. I love that story. Thank you very much. It was an amazing story. Not a story. problem. So, Carla, tell us again where we can find you. You can give us your social medias. Okay, yep. So, we are Theme Park Films. So, basically, we talk about any film that features in a theme park. 
I wouldn't say we review as such. It's it's kind of we always say it's like the goggle box of uh, podcasts. In that it is just two normal people discussing a film after watching it. So don't expect any facts or or anything intelligent to come out. But you know it kills half an hour or so. So give that a listen. We're available on Spotify, uh, Podbean, iTunes, etc. And you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films or on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm most (laughs) honoured. I'll have to run this by mum to see whether she'll let you back. Yeah, I'm a a bit nervous about your mum listening. I hope she thinks that I did an okay job. Well, she'll tell me if she thinks you didn't. Break it to me nicely. If you listen back and find that I've got Owen doing your voice instead, you know know mum wasn't too impressed. No, it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. So thank you very much, Carla. Thank you. And we'll speak soon. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.